0: when i see a flood you see a promise when i see a grave you see a door when i'm at my end you see where the future starts come on this is the god we serve when the world's on fire it's not like you don't have a plan And when the earth gives way on this rock, your church will stand. Nothing has ever once surprised you. Nothing has ever made you flinch. And when it all shakes out, the gates of hell don't stand a chance. Do we really believe those things? I mean, do we really believe those things? Because I'm telling you right now, if we did, man, we just would, we would act different. We would be different. You know? And I'm not I'm I'm not here. I am not here to to spank you on the hand. I, I just feel very strongly about these things. I feel very, very you know what? Hold on, hold on. I I gotta, because the other one, it the other one hit me just as hard. Where's where's the other one at? Where is it at? Here it is right here. All my words fall short. I've got nothing new. Now, can I just tell you real quick, this is how God is. Oh my gosh, there are so many things I want to say to you guys this morning. I, I just have been in constant conversation with God this morning, and I mean, oh, there's just so much. All my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as often as I often do. I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end, and you never do. Listen. I can't help but to jump right into what I'm talking about. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to do all of that, okay? Don't worry. I mean, I need Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, I don't want anybody here to be mistaken that God is real and he does things that we just cannot explain. Here's the fact of the matter. We're okay with some things because we're comfortable with them. And then other things we're not okay with because we're simply not comfortable with them. Can you do me a favor? Go ahead and cut the lights on because I want to see the eyes. I I want to see the faces of the people I'm talking to today. Listen, I'm listening to these songs and the songs line up perfectly to a T with the message I'm about to speak to you. Can anybody here explain to me how that's possible? Oh, oh, I know. It's just chance. It just, it just, it just happened that way. No, 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 no. No, see, see, God, God made it very clear to me as I'm listening to worship again that I'm in control. I, I, listen, I know people don't like this. I know they don't like this, right? Because it, it sends the wrong message. But I just need you to hear me just for a second. I, I get that, that God is not, uh, he's not Geppetto, right? I get that. But man, he is the puppet master. Do you understand me? Because nothing on this earth happens without him knowing about it and having a plan for it. Okay. Now I know that we can't fit that into our box because he can't be the puppet master. And then at the same time, we have free choice. Mm, Can he not? Can it not? I don't even have time to explain that or break it down to you. Because here's the thing, that if I went that direction, he would drop exactly what I needed to say to help you understand what it is he wants you to understand. But that's not where we're going today, right? When I first came, I used to say, I used to say very often, that's a whole nother message. <laughs> because he's always just, he's just be speaking to me. If you listen, he'll be speaking to you. And he'll give you everything that you need to know. Right. And so before I even got up here, they didn't preach my whole message in worship. And y'all don't even know. I'm down there like, oh, my God, you're so good. And they're like, man, Pastor Dwayne is so emotional. You doggone skippy. Listen, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I told them they asked me if I got, you know, if, if I got, you know, uproared when I coach, I coach basketball. They're like, do you, do you get, you know, into it and, you know, screaming, whatever? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm not really an emotional person. And I felt like I looked at them, and they were like, And I said, no, 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 no. When I'm when I'm in the pulpit, when I'm preaching, yes, I get emotional. But the reason I get emotional is because the Holy Spirit comes upon me, and at that time, I can't contain or control what's going on. And uh, hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. When 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 something's inside of you that's bigger than you, there's nothing your body can do about it because it's not equipped. It's not really equipped. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I heard this somewhere. We, we have a, you don't have to say anything. I don't want to put you on front. But if I'm wrong, please point it out and say it, right? We have a person that's in the medical field in the building right now, and they teach science and all that beautiful stuff, right? It's really awesome. But listen to me. I heard something one time that says, it, it said, and I, I could be wrong, so if I'm wrong, please correct me. It said that the way our body deals with stress and, and, and high like when it when it's like boop it fills up right and it just can't take no more the way it gets rid of that is through tears come on y'all didn't y'all just didn't understand what I just like the body is is dealing with something that it can it can't contain it can't handle and the way it deals with that is that it will it will begin to release tears Well, we just call that crying we just call that crying we just call that emotional i'm trying to tell you right now that there is a God that's bigger than me and when he gets inside of me and he begins to move and work I can't contain it so then it comes out some kind of way now I'm gonna tell you you're lucky that it only comes out in tears and emotions because I could start running around the church and then y'all really think I lost my mind See, it's okay for people to get excited at the football game. You know what I mean? It's okay for the dad to stand up and yell Ugh! and all that kind of stuff like that. But, man, if I get up here and I start, you know, doing a little something different because I'm excited about what God is doing, you would look at me funny. I'm not even here to preach that. All I'm saying is, is that God is doing something, and we're getting testimony after testimony. And I'm telling you what. Listen. if oh, if it's too much if it's too much i understand there is a church down the street I, I don't mean literally i mean there is but there is a church down the street that will fit you perfectly my wife my wife calls and i know listen She's, she's still being safe. Um, my wife likes to call them the frozen chosen. The frozen chosen. And it's like, I know that, that, can be, that can seem mean, but I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just calling it like it is, you know. We don't call ice liquid fluid, right? We don't call ice fluid. It's solid, right? We just calling it like we see it. We call it like it is. It's frozen. It's not moving. Whereas water, it moves. It's liquid. It's fluid. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is fluid. It moves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not frozen. Like, like, like right now, I just want to, can I testify? Right now, I, my, my fingertips feel like there's electricity flowing through them. I'm not just talking about something because I want to. I don't, I don't have time for that. I am so excited right now, and I am literally, I'm containing myself, if I'm being very honest. I'm buzzing right now. I am buzzing right now because of who God is. Amen. My goodness. Listen to me. Let's just go ahead and jump in. Let's jump into it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray because I know we got we to gotta do that. My goodness. Lord God, I just, I thank you. Thank you for being so amazing. Thank you for for being more than we can comprehend. Lord God, thank you for not fitting into our boxes. Because if you did, then what point would there be? What kind of God would you be? God, thank you for being bigger than the things that we have a tendency to put our our faith in. God, thank you for that. Because if if you were just a God that we could mold and make, then what good would you be? Thank you for being more than we can comprehend because that's what we need to save us. We need something bigger than us, something that we can't explain, God. We need a God that's created the heavens and the earth, Lord God, to be able to change things in order to to bring healing, in order to, to change a situation when we cry out in an emergency situation. God, we need something bigger than us. Thank you, Father, for being that. Today, Lord God, I pray that you would use me, that your Holy Spirit would speak to your people in the name of Jesus, that they would get, that they would get knowledge and understanding, that they would go deeper. Father, speak to them. Bring them to another level, Lord God. Another level of faith, Lord God, in you. Right here, right now. Have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. So look here. <clears throat> Me and Pastor Jeff, we, we prayed, we prayed hard, we fasted, you know, we fasted. Matter of fact, I say he probably was fasting when he shouldn't have been fasting, but he had no idea, so he was doing it anyway, right? But that's how God is. See, it don't always make sense that we're doing things that are illogical, but see, God was, had a plan for something. Right. God had a plan for something. The enemy seen the plan that he had in place. So then he began to throw attacks that just didn't quite make any sense at all. Just out of the blue, seemingly. But it's not out of the blue. We were walking out a plan. And so he was trying to throw things in in the mix that would deter that. But he's he's not going to. He can't. We prayed and we're like, Lord God, what's next for the body day and what's next for us? What do we need to do? Why were we praying this prayer? We were praying this prayer because of this. Very simple, but be very plain for you here. We were praying this prayer because we noticed that the pews were empty. What? Why would he say that? I'm saying that because it's the truth. Now understand something, I personally don't care about seats being empty, personally. I I don't care. I've testified to you that I minister to a group of young men or men in the middle of a parking lot at my job. I am just as happy to do it again and again and again. I coach basketball so I have the ears of young people who are impressionable and who can be changed and shaped. So I don't need a seat. I don't need a chair. I am ready and willing to speak to whoever God leads me to at any given moment. But this is the place that has been established to reach his people. So why are his people not here? So we're like, God, what do we need to do next? God, what's next for us? As pastors, as leaders, what do we need to be doing? What do we need to not be doing? What are we missing? What, God, what is next? That was the thing for us. Every day we go to work, we pass each other in a hall, and, and we'll be, we talk about the things that God is speaking to us, and both of us just were stuck. We were just stuck, and it's like, man, this, what, this what's next? Like, it, it's, it's eating me up. It's eating me up. I know it's eating me up too. I just don't know. You know what? I'm just never eating until I find out what's going on. <laughs> right? I need to hear your voice. I'm going to wrestle with you until you give me something. What's next, God? Now, the reason I'm going on like this is because I really want you to understand the intensity and the urgency that we had in us to find out what was next. And then God responded. God responded very clearly to us what was next. He even used our words. And I found myself asking the question God this this can't just be it right here, right? This, this isn't just it, is it? What is that? First let me share my let me share the response with you the, the response the, reso, the response came in the fashion of Awake America 365. Literally, Deborah Ann, the lady who led our leadership meeting on the Friday night, she called me and she's like, Pastor Wayne, how are you doing? What's been going on? And I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know what? There's been so much going on, but at the same time, not a whole lot. And we're just trying to figure out where we're at. There's been a lot of changes that went down. And, and we're just trying to figure out, you know, like what God wants to do next. And she goes, <laughs> that's funny you say that. She said, right now we're kind of doing a campaign of our own called What's Next. She said, we would love to come and visit you guys. Like she said, I know we had scheduled to come a couple years ago and COVID hit and blah, 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 blah. And she said, and and things just didn't come around, but I'm wondering, would you guys be interested in us coming now? And I was like, man, you know what? That would honestly be amazing because right now we're trying to figure out, you know, what's next and we need to know, like, we, we just need God, you know, we just need to, maybe we need to take a step back, let somebody come in and minister to the folks and everything like that, and she's like, you know what, you keep saying you're trying to find out what's next, and she was like, I just really believe that the reason I called you today was to share with you what we're doing, and I was like, oh, well, that's awesome, she said, no, 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 no. I mean really share with you what we're doing, and I'm like, okay, She's like, we printed off these flyers, and they literally say, what's next on them? And we're going out, and we're passing those flyers out to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pause. Now, for those of us, I'm talking about myself, who just aren't quick on the uptake God had just simply, very, very simply laid it right before me. What's next going out, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? But me, I was like, okay, so? Question mark, waiting for whatever else you're going to say that's going to blow my mind and take me to the next level, giving me exactly what the church needs to be doing. She said, we would love to come and, and, and just, you know, help you guys kind of do the same thing. Do you guys have anything that you're wanting to do? And for those of you that will recall, God had really been taxing me and hitting me hard with a desire to do something that would be similar to pay it forward, right? I had a conversation with Ben and... And was like, man, that sounds really cool. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. But I just have this thing inside of me that, like, I feel like we as a church should be doing something like that. And she's like, we could come and we could just, you know, we could do a leadership. We could do this. We, whatever you want to do, we want to come and do help. We just want to help you with whatever is next with your church. And I'm like, Okay. Now, pause again. She said she wants to help us with whatever's next with our church. But the thing is, is that there's one thing that they do as an organization. There's one thing that they do, right? Every, every organization that's separated outside of a church, you know, they have the thing that they do, that they focus on. And that's why we call them, Right? You know, if if they're in the prayer, you call them to come in and help you take the prayer to another level. If they're in the worship, you call them and they come and help you take the worship to another level. They go out and they knock on doors or go walk down the street and they share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I didn't call them. They called me. So again, I say to you, when I'm crying out to God to tell me what's next, not only did he have someone call me with what we needed, he also had them call me with the very words that I'm using. I'm just trying to make that plain for, you know, those of you who are like me and not quick on the uptake, right? So I'm like, okay, God, but is that it? And he's like, So, so then I continue to pray. And I mean, I'm talking just the other day. I'm headed, I'm headed to, after everything that happened over the weekend, after everything that happened over the weekend, people being healed, people coming to Jesus, I'm still going to God saying, okay, God, so what's next? Like, what are we supposed to do? I feel so stupid right now. God, what are we supposed to do now? That was cool. That was awesome. But what are we supposed to do? So then I feel like God kind of got a little irritable. Just, I know God doesn't get irritated with us. (laughs) That's not true, by the way. It's just nice to say, right? God gets irritated. He destroyed a whole world. He's loving. He's gracious. But I do believe he has a line. (laughs) He just said, I'll never cross it again. (laughs) I won't destroy all of you. But here we are. I'm in my car and I'm driving to go work out. and, And I'm like, Lord God, please, like. I just don't know I don't know like there's got to be something more on the way home same conversation Lord please speak to me and the whole time he's speaking to me very clearly let me tell you I'm not going to go into all the details but I mean he used my workout he used you know just all kinds of stuff and he's just speaking to me left and right and I am still asking him what's next So then God, in in his great fashion, he gives me the word. There's no getting around that. There's no tap dancing around that because it's there. You can read it over and over and over. And it is like he is verbally speaking to you. The only way you can get around it is by taking it and throwing it out. Just not looking at it at all. Well, I I can't do that. So let's look at what he said. In Amos chapter 5. This is what it says. Woe to all of you who want God's judgment day. Why would you want to see God, want him to come when God comes? It will be bad news before it's good news. The worst of times, not the best of times. I'm going somewhere with this, so you better hold on. This is where you're going to want to buckle in, okay? Here's what it's like. A man runs from a lion right into the jaws of a bear. A woman goes home after a hard day's work and is raped by a neighbor. At God's coming, we face hard reality, not fantasy. A black cloud with no silver lining. Pause. What? Let's continue. I can't, stand your, <laughs> I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music When was the last time you sang to me, do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. Let's go. Now, I see your faces because you're like, well, geez, that's the way I felt when it first came to me, too. But after the fact, that's why I'm up here about to explode. Do you hear me? Because my God spoke to me very directly. Don't tell me he don't do it. Don't tell me my God doesn't speak. So here, now let me do my job. Because this is my only job. My job is not to tell you anything that you can't know for yourself. My job is only to To share, break down, make simple to know, right? Use language that you might might be able to get. Experiences, testimonies. So let me do what God is putting me to do. I I looked to him and I, I, I thought to myself, God, that's that feels a little harsh. And he said, "Dwayne, let me let me make this clear for you. You keep asking me the same question over and over and over because you're looking for one of these." <laughs> he said, "Take it back one for me." He said, "You're looking for you're looking for the next new meeting, religious meeting. You're looking for the next conference or convention that's going to spark it. He said, you're, you're looking for the next religious project that's going to transform things. You're looking for that good slogan or, you know, those set of goals, step one, step two, step three, to get to where God wants me to be, right? You're looking for all of these things. Well, you're how can we raise money? <laughs> Man, come on. <laughs> Listen, I preached the message a while ago. And somebody helped me with the title because right now I just my brain's not working the way I want it to. So uh what was it, church, church stuff? What? <laughs> Church, church kingdom, King, business. kingdom business, kingdom business versus church stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. God, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? He said, this is not what I'm looking for. This is not what I'm looking for. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. It's a human being. These are the words that we're singing. Do we mean them? I've got nothing new. I could sing these songs as often as I do. But every song will end. But he never, he never does. When the road runs dead, you can see a way. I don't. It makes no sense. Makes no sense to us. But he says that's what faith is for. I don't need to keep doing this. I think you're getting the point. He preached my message before I even got up here. God is real. The Holy Spirit is real. Now that we've got that, shall we look at what's next? Because it's not the next best song. Ben, I love you. You killed worship. Our worship team killed worship. I had somebody, matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and, see, Deborah Ann, she came to me. This is what she said Some would not look at this as a compliment. It did not feel like a compliment. But for what was coming, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And only God knew that. She pulled me close. She said, Pastor Dwayne, she said, What you and Pastor Jeff got here, it is really amazing. She said, you two are great together. The unity that you've bought in this church, she said, listen, she said, there's no reason why your church shouldn't be completely full. Let me break it down another way. You guys are doing everything right. It doesn't make any sense why your church is not full. Thank you. Thank you that we're doing everything right. Thank you that we've nailed worship. Thank you. Thank you that we have one of the most amazing leadership teams in the area. Thank you. Thank you that we figured out this, that, and the other. Thank you. This is this is not a spanking not from me if you feel that way it this is not from me this is actually an encouragement and an eye opener so what's next mind you i've already said what's next but i'm preaching you this to you because i know that you might be thinking the same way i do and you need to hear it a thousand times in different ways. <clears throat> let's, let's look at that last verse in Amos chapter 5, verse 24. I'm going to read it out of the amplified version. They like to add a few words so that you can really get a good sense of it. It says, but let justice run down like waters Amen. and righteousness like an ever flowing stream flowing abundantly. What is it talking about? When it says justice, what is it talking about? Righteousness, what is it talking about? Justice. When I think about justice, that means somebody's getting justice. Somebody deserves justice. We want justice. That means somebody done wrong and they are being told what they've done, right? They've been, they're being taken care of. Justice righteousness what is righteousness you better live right I, I want your I want your pants here and your skirt there and you better make sure that it's that loose and I want too much of, and you better you pray a certain way it's righteousness it's all got to be righteous I mean that's what we've been told right something goes wrong you hide that behind you because you've got to put forth the righteous face, righteous look. You've got to look a certain way. No, no, justice. When you do a little research and you look at what it's talking about, it's a time of judgment. It's a time when a case is decided. Justice, deciding a case, or maybe even sentencing. Let's look at righteousness. Righteousness is used about five different ways in the Bible, all very similar. This particular one, in the Hebrew, it, it's pronounced tzedakah, right? And it, righteousness as vindicated. What? Vindicated. As vindicated. Justification. Salvation. There it is. It just clicked. Let's read that again. But let justice, a time of deciding, sentencing, Run down like waters, and righteousness as being vindicated, or justification or salvation like an overflowing stream. Justification for who? By who? Salvation by who? God. The people at Awake America 365, they challenged us. Let's go out and knock on some doors. We have a thousand reasons not to knock on doors. Uh, Pastor Dwayne, no soliciting signs. We can't knock on the door because of no soliciting signs. I get it. I'm not even gonna argue with you. But as we walk through this message, I have a feeling that no soliciting signs seem pretty trivial and unimportant. But that's not for me to say. That's not for me to say. We have a question that they gave us a question that we've all heard before in some different way, shape, or form, and it was this. If you stood in front of Jesus today, which would mean you've died, most likely, unless we're fortunate enough for Jesus to come back. Side note, I just said, unless we are fortunate enough for Jesus to come back. I'm going to come back to that because we feel that we would be very fortunate if Jesus came back right now. Some of us do. And we're so wrong, but that's beside the point. If we either die or Jesus was to come back right now and we stood before him, what would we say when he says, and what exactly makes you worthy? to spend eternity with me and my father. What would you say? You're standing there before the creator of the heavens and earth and he says to you, why should you go into heaven? And we thought to ourselves, I can't say that to people. That's rude. Oh, oh, sorry. I just almost threw up in my mouth. I'm telling you right now, I've already went through this, okay? So if you're feeling any kind of way, I have felt that, and now I'm having to feel it again. Listen, there may be 50,000 questions, right? Well, it's going to be God that's going to do the judgment. Well, Pastor Wayne, I'm more concerned with the movie screen of all of my sins being flashed before everyone. The Bible doesn't really say that. I mean, it's it's a nice use of imagery to maybe convict people, but it doesn't really say that. Guess what? Have you ever been sitting and you felt the conviction of God come upon you and you know exactly where you're in error? I think it's going to be more like that. But kind of over your whole life. So two things I want to run back to. I want to run back to the portion of Scripture. uh, Or actually, it's not a portion of Scripture I want to move to a next, the next portion of Scripture. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through 42. Okay, pause real quick before you start reading. Don't read, don't read. Listen to me. I'm saying a lot, and I hope that I'm taking you along this journey in a clear, concise way. I really do. We've moved from what's next to what's not next. He don't need more of that. To now, what's really next? And why is it important? It's important because everyone will stand before God. Because if there's one thing he wants, it's that. Judgment and righteousness. But not in the way we know it. What he wants to do is he wants to stand before Abigail and say, Man, you nailed it in all these areas, except for this one. But I love you nonetheless, and you're coming on in. Or he might want to look at Pastor Wayne and be like, I gave you so much, and this is all you did with it? But you nailed these few places. And I know you love me with all your heart. Come on in. But for a split second, the maker of the universe is going to stand before me and tell me what I did wrong. Ah! In that moment, I'm going to realize without a shadow of a doubt that he knew everything about me. We tell each other that all the time, but we don't really think about it. But I guarantee when he's there before us, it will hurt. Ah, It will be disgusting. So when the Bible says, he will wipe away every tear. Do you know why he's wiping away tears? Because in that moment, we're going to be sobbing, sobbing with disgust, in anguish that you knew all of that. Peter fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere among everyone. if that's the message who deserves to hear it everyone even the people with the no soliciting signs oh I know Pastor Dwayne is pushing back now you're darn skippy I'm pushing back now I'm gonna jump back real quick where is it at where is it at I'm, ju- I'm going back to Amos chapter 5 give me the first slide of Amos chapter 5 right here <laughs> woe well, to all of you who want God's judgment day Told y'all I was going to come back to revisit this. Who's ready to go to heaven? Who's ready to jump on that train? Let me, let me, let me bring you to a place of reality. As much as you're ready to go to heaven, by any chance, is there anybody in here that, uh, know some people? that aren't quite sure if they're getting in? By any chance, is there anybody here that knows for a fact that there are some people that they love that are not getting in? By any chance, could you imagine that if God came back today, not only would you be weeping and destroyed because you're standing before the God and the Creator of all the universe and He knows everything about you, but that He also knows about the other person that didn't nearly a quarter. as much as you gave your heart to God. They, they did none of that. You thought you were doing good and there you are standing before God feeling like a wretch undone. How did they feel? And here's the problem. I'm sorry. But they're going to feel that way, partially because of you and me. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Dwayne? I I didn't I didn't do what they did. I didn't live the way they lived. But did you do anything to interject, to intercede? Did you stand before them and and ask them the question that you knew was coming? Do you think what I'm doing right now is easy? I will tell you this. It's a lot easier to do it to you than it would be to do it to people that have never heard of God. Maybe a little bit easier to the people that have heard of God and said, I don't want nothing to do with you. And the easiest most right here. Because y'all know. We know. I take no joy. I take no joy in possibly making you feel bad about not sharing the gospel. I take no joy in that. But this is what you call a sense of urgency because there's going to come one day when you are going to hate it. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to regret so much. God is going to judge what you did and what you did not do. He's going to judge the good and the bad. All the same. It's no different to him. Let's go back to Acts chapter 10. I'm going to start from the beginning. Peter fairly exploded. Exploded. I understand that. With his good news, it's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you are from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message he sent to the children of Israel, that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again, well, he's doing it everywhere, among everyone. Keep going. You know the story of what happened in Judea. It began in Galilee after John preached a total life change. Listen to the words that are being used here. He preached a total life change. I think we've heard that message before. New creature, new creation, made new. A total life change. Then Jesus arrived from Nazareth appointed by God with the Holy Spirit ready for action. He went through the country helping people and healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He was able to do all this because God was with him. Keep going. And we saw it, saw it all. Everything he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, where they killed him, hung him from a cross. But in three days, God had him up, alive, and out where he could be seen. Not everyone saw him. He wasn't put on public display. Witnesses had been carefully handpicked by God beforehand. Us. We were the ones there to eat and drink with him after he came back from the dead. He commissioned us to announce this in public. Pause. Let's talk about no soliciting signs. As a follower of Christ, the man had just been crucified. He was put to death. I would guess that anyone following him would be looking down the same barrel. Yet the Bible says they were commissioned to go out and share this publicly. There's no bigger, no soliciting sign than the leader that you follow being hung from a cross to die. That says, we don't want what you have to offer. That says, walk away or you're going to be arrested, tortured and killed. Hey, maybe hung upside down to die. I don't know. Gosh, this is really sounding harsh, Pastor Jeff. I am really sorry. Let's keep going. Is that it on that? No. Yes. But we're not alone in this. Our witness that he is the means to forgiveness of sins is backed up by the witness of all the prophets. It's called a Bible. The reason I can stand up here and I can say everything that I'm saying, and I can feel sorry for making you feel a certain kind of way, but I am not apologetic about everything that I am saying whatsoever, because it is without a shadow of a doubt backed up by every word of every prophet, namely the main one in the Bible. So here it is, finally, plain and simple, what's next? We will, as a church, continue to go outside of these walls. If it's knocking on doors, that's what we'll do. If it's going to public places, and simply asking people, now I know, I know, I am making you squirm right now. I get it. I get it. And believe me, I'm not going to run out. We are not going to run out and just just go willy-nilly doing stuff just because it seems like the thing that we're supposed to do. But we are going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to ask the question. We are going to give them a sneak peek. We are going to warn them. We are going to let them know that this is what is coming. And you can make a choice now so that when the time comes, your ledger will be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Instead of standing alone with just you before the creator of the heavens and earth. Come on, mama. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because this is real. There's nothing more important than what I'm saying right now. For you and for the people you love, if you're not willing to speak the truth which is backed up by the word of God. You really have no purpose. That's harsh, I know. But if you're looking for purpose, this is all the purpose you need. You start doing this, and all the other junk that you want, it will come. It's Bible. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God, kingdom business, and all the other will come. Pastor Chancy, can I borrow you, please? I need your testimony. I did not ask him in advance. So (laughs) forgive me and forgive him if he seems a little nervous. Um, I need your testimony of going out. Sure. Will you do that for me? And, And will you do me a favor too? Because I, based off of what I heard, based off of the first day that I heard you say it, could you please, I want you to give them as much of your feeling from start to finish that you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't want you to, I don't want you to make it sound like that you've been doing this <laughs> your whole life. I'm not. <laughs> you feel, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know, we know that he's Pastor Chancey, but I want you to hear a testimony.
1: Uh, for me, as many of you may know, and if you don't, I grew up in the church. Uh, my parents, were involved in the church, always had some sort of position there. I was at the church every time it was open, and we were the type of family that we were super involved in. Ministering and being a part of the body of Christ was always serving, um, and that's a lot of probably why I do that today, but it was more of a, we'll make the church ready for when people come in, um, from kids programs to adults programs, and you know, witnessing was not anything that we'd ever really done much of or been a part of. So when this came up, um, quite honestly, I was hoping we had a conflict in our schedule. So I had an excuse because I was so scared to do this. Um, I mean, I'm going to be just brutally honest with you guys today because that's what Pastor Dwayne asked me to do. Um, I mean, if you guys did you guys feel that way at all when they told us we were going to go out door to door? I mean, uh I mean, yeah, and but at the same time, listening to our pastors, and then we had a phone call with Awake America 365 a couple of weeks before that, and just hearing their hearts to do this, and what God was doing, it was one of those, like, we're going, I don't want to do this, I'm scared to do this, but we're doing this, and so um, we came, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And, uh, kind of wasn't sure if we were going to go like as a whole family out there either. And so then when we're like walking across the street and Amy got almost run over by a car, maybe you didn't know that. Uh, (laughs) I I was like, okay, God, what's going on right now? And, uh, we get across the street and Josiah Queen, who played the keyboard and led us in worship last week, was walking with us because, You know, he wanted to get across the street without getting run over. (laughs) And uh, so we all went together, and I was like, oh, good, he's coming with us. Maybe we can, like, make him go to the first door. And we turned down our street, and I looked over to see, ask him to, and he was, like, walking the other way. I was like, seriously, where are you going? I need you. So we're walking up the street, and my whole family's looking at us, and we come up to the first door. There's this big, like, no soliciting sign and rainbow flags everywhere. And I was like, all right, God, like, what are we going to do here? (laughs) And as we worked our way around the cul-de-sac we were in, we came up to the first door and I looked at Holly. I'm like, all right, you got this, right? And she's like, no, you got this, right? I mean, there was just, it was so new and so different. It was hard to do. And the first house we went up to and we got got somebody to come to the door, you know, he was kind of receptive, but he's like, but we're Catholic. We're good. We don't need that, but we're, we're good. And you tried to ask him about other things. Nope, I'm good. I'm Catholic. We're totally good. Just shutting us down. It's so like, all right, God, if He's not ready to hear it. So we went on, and really, we came up to another door, and uh, Hannah came with me, and like Holly and the, the rest of the kids were back at the street because they'd asked us to kind of go up in twos and not be to like overwhelm the family at the door. And the guy came out, and he had he was he looked tired a little bit, <laughs> and I was like, you know, kind of asking him about his life and what was going on, and. Um, yeah, they just had another kid, you know, so he hadn't slept a lot, and just a lot going on in their life, and I was like, hey, can I pray with you, and he's like, I would love that, and so we just prayed with him about just the stuff going on in his life, and I was struggling with how to ask the question, they were, they were, they were like, you know, this is the question we want you to ask, we know it's big, it's, we know it's awkward, and so I just stood there, like, trying to take it a step farther, and Fumbling over it and finally I was like, you know what? I was like, hey, I was like, I feel really awkward right now I have a question. I want to ask you and it's a big question. It's really loaded and I forgive you I'm sorry for Forgive asking you such a loaded question I was like, but I I really need to do this and I'm doing this because I think it's this important you need to hear this today you need to understand this and so if you can answer this please just answer me this question i said you know if you were to die today and stand before god and ask him and he asked you why should i let you into heaven what would you say and i mean this was this is what we'd rehearse this is what they trained us like this question is deep it's loaded um and there's a lot of history behind that question too and he looked at me and he's like i don't know and i was like whoa okay now what do i do you know i was like uh, there's that moment of freezing, like, uh, <laughs> and it was at that moment that God just reminded me that I had a connection with this guy as a dad, and I had a connection with this guy as, uh, you know, multiple kids, that stage in life, and I just started talking to him about a relationship and how that relationship with our kids can get broken when we sin, Right? The way, so for us, our relationship with God, right, it's sin that breaks that relationship, right? And the relationship he has with his kids, that can get broken when, when there's disobedience and there's strife. And I said, what happens when your kid's done something you've had to punish them, right? You want that relationship mended. You want to find a way to bring that back together with your kid, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, God did the same thing. He wanted to mend that relationship with you. And that's why he has me standing on your porch today is because he wants to mend a relationship with you. He wants you to know who he is. And just went from that point on, went on to just explain that to him. And he received that, and we prayed, and it was just, it was amazing. And uh, my whole body was shaking, kind of like it is right now, (laughs) as I walked back out to the street. And, uh, man, I wanted to skip and jump. Maybe I should have. He maybe went back in the door and wouldn't have seen me. I didn't know how he was going to take that if I danced away from his door. Um, uh, But I was just so happy to see what God had done. Just cold turkey walking up to somebody's door and seeing him do that. And then as we moved on to the next house, Hannah, who had stood at the door with me the whole time, she said, Dad, when you were talking to him, um, oh, because I invited him, you know, I was like, hey, we got a great children's ministry if you and your wife want to come. You know, we'll take care of the kids. You guys can just sit and listen and learn from this. And I hope you come to church with me tomorrow. And um, Hannah said, she's like, Dad, when you were talking to him, I kept praying things that you should say. That you should you should tell him about our children's ministry because he's got kids. You should invite him to church tomorrow. You, she's like, and all these things that... She's like, I would pray it and then you would say it. And she said, Dad, it was just like we had what was the word you used, Hannah? Telepathy, yes. It was like we had telepathy. And I looked at her, I said, Hannah, that is the Spirit of God right there. Because in that moment where I felt scared and overwhelmed and not knowing what to say, and words started coming out of my mouth that connected with this guy right where he was at, it was because my daughter was standing behind me praying, and the Spirit of God was with us that moment where I got to share with him. And I'm still praying that he comes to church with us, and he told us he and his wife were looking for a church in the community, so just keep praying that he comes because it's just I just want to grow with him. <laughs> I want to see where he's at, but this moment of doing this in the utter, like we left that day, and I just wanted to go lay in a bed and sleep. Have you ever had that moment by like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, your body's done, there's emotion is gone, like everything's been poured out of you? I, it was probably some combination of fear, adrenaline, spiritual warfare, all those things combined. But by the time we walked away that day, I was just exhausted. But I knew that we had done what God wanted us to do. And I felt in a different place as we sat afterwards and talked I felt like I was in a different place and the ability to do it the next time because I knew I was going to be just a little less afraid. And when Ben stood up here this morning saying, God wants you to go to the next level. And the last time I stood up here and shared, what God gave me was, we need to go to the next level. This was part of it for me. And so, man, I'm still scared. Saying it (laughs) scares me, but I'm a little less scared. And that is what I, um, I take with me as I do this. And, man, there's somebody that heard about Jesus. There's a bunch of people that heard about Jesus because some people were willing to go out and do it. And I hope you come with us next time, whatever that looks like. Um, I just really encourage you to come with us. Um, ben talked about the Spirit of God moving. And why would the Spirit of God come and move in a place where his people are just going to keep it for themselves? It just reminds me of, the, the parable of the talents, right? I don't want to be the church that took what God gave us and I hid it in a box that was 4445 Wilmington Pike and it never left the walls because we know how that story ended. So I don't want to be that church. I don't want to be that dad that did that. Um, so I just challenge you to join us, come with us. It'll scare the living daylights out of you. (laughs) But it's amazing when you come back together and you celebrate what God has done.
0: What's next? That testimony, that's what's next. And I'm not done. I need you to know. I'm not done. I told you I had a thousand things going through my mind. I've probably got my next three or four messages written. I'm telling you right now. Okay? We're going we're gonna to walk through this. We're going we're gonna to walk through this. Because here's the deal. We know who the Holy Spirit is. Because God spoke to Pastor Jeff and I, and we preached on it. A series for like four weeks. Okay? Okay? We know about going after the one. Why? Because God gave us message after message about going after the one. Do you think me and Pastor Jeff planned that? We weren't like, hey, so this is what we want to do and this is where we want to go. So this is what we're going to do to make that happen. No, there are a lot of churches out there that do that. I'm not knocking them. By any means, I'm not knocking them. As a matter of fact, they might be mega churches because of that. Me and Pastor Jeff, we got on our face. We prayed and we asked God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Because here's the thing. Some of those churches that put the plan together and walk the plan out, they're doing it with people who don't understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. They're just doing it. Bravo to them. Bravo to them. That's not what I want our church to be. I want you to feel as equipped as I do. I want you to feel as powerful as I do. I don't want there to be any difference between you and me. That may seem weird. I've, as a matter of fact, I know there are leaders out there that are like, that just, what? You're supposed to separate from the people, and you're supposed to lead them, and squash all that noise. Because Jesus walked with his 12. He gave, him, he gave them everything Everything to ensure that they could do exactly what he was doing. Deborah Ann and Awake America 365, they brought these. They had these made for us. People scan this little QR code and they get a testimony and the gospel. And if they want more after that, they can go to our website to look us up and to find out how to get connected to a church. If they don't go to the website, this is what's really important anyway. These are available, but I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor. I don't want you to take multiple unless you think you're going to actually do something with multiple i want to challenge you to take one i want to challenge you to take one and do not set it down and forget it i want you to take one with purpose with somebody in mind and i either want you to put it in their hand and ask them the question if you stood before jesus today And he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? They're like, I don't know. And you're like, I don't know what to say next, Pastor Wayne. If you don't know how to scan a QR code, you open your camera, you hold it over, this little deal, and then something's going to pop up on your screen. You hit that. And it's going to take you to the video that's on here. If you don't know what to say next, this will say it. But I want to tell you something because this is what the word of God says. It says he would give you the words that are necessary to speak if you go on his behalf to speak. If the Holy Spirit lives within you, then that will happen. All right? I love you guys. I want to pray with you guys I want to ask one more time very pointed talking to everybody in here if you die today if you stand before God everybody paying attention to me everybody focused, kids, adults alike If you stand before Jesus Christ right now and he asks you, why do you feel like you deserve to come to heaven? Why should I let you in? Why should I let you come to stay with me for eternity? What are you going to say? Do you really think you deserve to go into heaven right now? have you been good enough have you told enough people about jesus have you prayed the salvation prayer with anyone have you shared your testimony have you repented of your sins have you turned away What's going to happen if you're standing before him right now? Are you just hoping that he is that gracious? If you don't know, if you're not sure, the only way To change that is by giving your life to the Lord, is by repenting, is by confessing, I love God, I I believe in God. Even if I don't love him, check it out, I get it, you may not be in love with God yet, with Jesus yet, but I do believe, I believe in him, Pastor Wayne. And I, I want to love him. I want to see these things. I want to feel these things. I want his Holy Spirit to help me. I want, I want, I want, I want all of that. You might even say, Watch this. I heard this. And this, this is beautiful because it's pure. I want, I want all that he has to give me except for that. We can work with that. We can work with that. Because that's just the beginning. When we see the end, it's when he sees the beginning of what's next. If you're here today and you're just not sure, I'm not going to ask anybody to close their eyes because this is not an embarrassing thing. If you can't answer that question, will you stand with me right now? Just stand up. Don't be afraid. I'm not asking. Here's the deal. The reason we can't answer that question is because we understand. At some point, we get it. We've messed up. We've fouled up. Or maybe we didn't mess up and we just don't know if we've done enough, right? Like, it's these questions. But here's the truth. There's only one thing that you can do that will bring more confidence, more of assurance that you will spend eternity with him. And it's one confessing Openly and out loud, thank you for your courage. I'm not enough. I'm a wretch undone. You know what? That's exactly what it sounds like we should be saying to him when he asks us. Why should I let you in? I have no reason. I'm at your, I'm here. And only you can change me and make me worthy. But the difference is saying it now, saying it now changes everything. Because if you get there, all you can do is hope. And there are people who live that way. I'm just going to live the way I want to. (laughs) They said he's gracious and he forgive me. I'm just going to get there on the day of and be like, so I heard you was gracious. What you think? Huh? I told you, there is a line. And you do not want to be standing and he like, you just crossed it. Because you'll be out of luck. I'm going to pray. If there's anybody else and you just are afraid to stand up, that's fine. If there's anybody here that's even got an an inkling of a doubt that you know for a fact, just open your heart right now as we pray. Just bow your heads with me. Lord God, I I come into you right now. Father, humbly, humbly, humbly. God, the truth is, is, there's not enough words. You've heard them all. You've heard all the best songs. You inspired them. There's nothing we can do. You've seen some of the greatest events that's ever been put together. Again, you inspired them. God, here we are and we're asking you, forgive us because we are, we just, we don't know, we're lost without you. We need you. We need you to change us. We need you to change the way we think. We need you to change the way we live. God, I pray that you would meet us right here today and that you would help us to live every day for you. That you would help us in the moments when we slip, when we fall, that you would help us to get back up, that you would help us to continue forward. And God, I pray right now that as we accept you into our lives to do all of this, to to make all of this change, God, I pray right now that you would help us to understand your spirit. Help us to understand what it does. Help us to understand what we have in your spirit. The power. God, help us to understand so that we can then go out and fulfill your great commission. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for each and every person that they would hear this message and they would not let it just fall on deaf ears, but that they would take it and they would apply it to their lives, that they would begin, Lord God, to depend on you and your Holy Spirit to gain courage and that their faith would be built and that they would be willing to step out and share your gospel so that someone can be saved, so that someone can stand before you, and they can say, the only reason that I'm here is because your disciples told me about you. I don't deserve it, but your word says that if I believed and if I, if I did this thing the way you said, that, that then and only then would I, I even be a prospect, so here I am, God. It's up to you. That's what you want to hear. According to your word, that's what you want to hear. And the only way that can happen is if we are willing to step out and to share your gospel. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit, I pray.